5: hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is
6: considering publishing two of my jokes.
5: Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for...
1: $90. Leaves please
4: gun. Take Quiet
1: numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360 will conclude the adventures of Archie Andrews starring Bob Hastings from 1950. Then it's part four of our ten-part mystery, The Cobra King Strikes Back on Adventures by Morse from 1946. And by my side is my executive producer and engineer, Mike Costello. What's up, Mike? Hey, Carl. Well, you know, last time we listened to a very funny episode of Archie Andrews called A Mouse in the House. We heard the first portion of that. It's time now for the conclusion. Here's Bob Hastings as Archie Andrews.
3: (laughs) Betty, you don't understand. There's a mouse in the kitchen. Understand? A real live mouse.
7: What's his name?
3: Well, he didn't tell me...
7: <laughs>
3: Betty, it's a mouse. He hasn't got a name.
2: Oh, poor little mouse with no name.
7: Oh,
3: <laughs> Betty, will you please wake up? We gotta catch a mouse.
2: You'll never do it. Mice run faster than you do. <laughs>
3: oh, great! What's the matter? She's half asleep, Mom. Oh, I'll fix that. Hello, Betty. Would you like to go to the dance Saturday night?
7: Oh, I... Gee, I'd love
3: to. Yeah, I thought that would wake her up. Betty, look, I'll be glad to take you to that dance. All you have to do is lend us a mouse trap.
2: A mouse trap? Why, is there a mouse in
3: your house? <laughs> oh no. Betty, yes, there's a mouse in our house.
2: Well, golly, why didn't you say so? I'll find a mouse trap and bring it right over.
3: That'll be fine, Betty. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Bye now. Goodbye. Well, she finally understood what I was talking about.
8: Is she bringing a trap over? Yeah, right away. Well, that's good. Oh, I just... oh,
9: my poor finger.
8: Oh, Fred, how do they feel now? Oh,
9: just like it's been caught in a mouse trap. <laughs> now, Mary, will you please send Jughead home and forget all this mouse nonsense for tonight? But Fred, tomorrow morning I... I promise to buy all the mouse traps you need. Now find the mouse holes, now stuff them all up, and we'll have no more trouble with mice.
8: Fred, you don't understand. Betty's bringing over a mouse trap.
9: Betty's bringing a mouse trap? Barry, how did she hear about this? I called her, Dad. You called her? Oh no, Archie, how many times must I tell you? You can't go calling half the town at this hour just because of a mouse. It just so happens I'd like to get to sleep tonight.
8: So would the mics.
9: <laughs> Don't be funny.
8: Oh, Fred, that's probably Betty already, so stop making such a fuss. Oh.
9: Archie, answer that. Please. Okay, Mom. Oh, me.
8: Hello, Archie.
2: Hiya, Betty. I... I... Betty, what's that? I couldn't find a mousetrap, Archie, so I just brought my cat. Meow. <laughs>
8: Oh no.
10: Oh dear. She wears a walking mouse trap. Shut <laughs> <laughs> head
9: for the last time, be quiet.
10: Betty,
2: what the dickens are you
9: doing here with that cat? I just told
2: you, Mr. Andrews. If you have a mouse here, Tommy will catch it for you in no time. Ooh,
9: phew. Say, Betty, you may have something there. Does this cat like to catch mice? Oh
2: sure, Mr. Andrews. He's the best mouse catcher you ever saw. Aren't you, Tommy? Mm-hmm.
10: Fred, do you think we should?
9: Well, why not, Barry? After all, a cat's the best thing in the world for a mouse.
10: Bet the mouse doesn't think so. <laughs> oh, Judd,
9: be quiet. All right, Betty, we'll try your cat. Sure,
3: Dad, I bet Tommy catches that mouse in a minute. Sure, unless the mouse catches him. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Judd, be quiet. All right, Betty, turn the beast loose and let's see what he does.
2: All right, Mr. Andrews, you watch. He'll go right after that mouse. Now, go ahead, Tommy. Catch the naughty mouse. Go on, Tommy.
9: Oh, fine. He doesn't even budge.
10: Mouse, Tommy. Mouse. Maybe he doesn't speak English. Jump to quiet. okay. Go ahead,
2: Tommy. Find the mouse. Find the mouse.
3: Go ahead, Tommy. Find the mouse.
10: Go on, Tommy. Find the mouse. It's just a nitsy bitsy mouse, Tommy. Shut it. I thought I told you. She was Mr. Ingers. I'm just trying to help. Well,
9: you've been enough help already. Betty, evidently Tommy is uninterested in the subject of mice.
2: Well, maybe he just hasn't got the smell of the mouse yet. Yeah, maybe this mouse
7: uses mum. Shut up.
8: The cat doesn't
9: seem to want to Mary, Mary, don't jump to conclusions The poor cat doesn't know what this is all about yet After all, the mouse wasn't even in this room It was out in the kitchen
2: Oh, no wonder Then we'd better take him out there Of
9: course What's more, we'll lock him in there for the night For the night? Well, yes, Betty. if you don't mind After all, you can't catch a mouse in two minutes, you know we just had to leave the cat in there, and then we could all go to sleep, and if that mouse shows up any time during the night, ha he'll wish he hadn't.
8: Well, Fred, do you think that's wise?
9: Well, can you think of a better plan?
8: Well, no. All
9: right. Then the cat stays here. Come on. In you go, Tommy. Yeah. There we are. Now close the door, Archie.
10: Okay, Dad. Hey, hey, look, where's he running to? Golly, maybe he sees the mouse. Well, I don't see any mouse. Tommy jumped up to that open window.
9: Oh, so good grief, he's jumping oh, out. Oh,
10: my cat, my poor cat, he's gone.
9: Oh, Betty, I... he will get lost uh, or stolen or hurt. Betty, I... you'll
2: never come back home again. Betty, please,
9: uh, don't start crying over an old cat.
8: Fred, that's her pet cat. You've got to go look for him. Yes,
9: I know, dear, and I'll look for him.
7: Hey, we have
9: got to look for him.
8: You and Jughead and Betty, you can't let the cat get lost. But who? After all, the poor child was nice enough to bring the cat over here just for us. But who? The least we can do is to help her find it now. But who? Why, if that cat gets lost, I'd never feel the same.
9: You'd never feel the same. Mary, how do you think I'm going to feel running around in the middle of the night looking for a cat? Well, that cat could be any place by now. Fred? I don't want to go running all over... over
7: Oh,
9: oh yeah. all right, Mary, all right. There's no sense arguing with you when you get that look in your eye. Come on, kids, we'll go cat hunting.
2: Oh, golly, I'm awfully sorry to put you to all this trouble, Mr. Andrews, but I'd just die if anything happened to Tommy. All
9: right, all right Betty, we'll find him. I don't know why, but we'll find him. Yeah, don't worry, Betty, we'll
8: get him.
10: Archie, you stay
8: here. Oh, but, Mom, I want to... You wanna... can't go running around town in bare feet and pajamas. I'm sure your father and Betty and Jughead can find the cat themselves.
9: She was okay, Mom. Uh, Now, Betty, you look down that way.
2: All right, Mr. Andrews.
9: Jughead, you go look down that way.
10: Okay.
7: And I'll go to bed. What? Uh,
9: I mean, I'll go over that way. But I don't know why.
8: And, Fred, be careful. Careful of what? I don't know, but be careful. <laughs> oh, I've never in all my days seen anything like this. I knew that cat idea wouldn't work. Yeah, and we still haven't caught that mouse. No, and I don't know how we're going to now. Well, uh, I
3: could call Veronica and see if she has a mouse trap. Veronica? Oh, now, Archie, we can't go bothering her too. But Mom, we gotta do something. That cat idea didn't help us at all. Yes, and besides, but dear- Veronica stays up pretty late. Maybe we wouldn't even be waking her. Well, operator, get me Riverdale three one eight, please. I hope she's not asleep. Oh, even if she is, mom, she won't mind. Hello. Uh, hello, Veronica. This is Archie. Oh,
2: hello, Archie.
7: Uh-huh. <laughs>
8: The voice, Archie. They, uh... <laughs> Archie, for pity's sake, stop that giggling and tell her about the mouse. Huh? Oh, okay, Mom. Uh,
3: hello, Veronica. Have you got a mouse trap?
7: A mouse trap? Archie, what on earth are
2: you talking about?
3: A mouse trap. We got a mouse running around the kitchen and we need something to catch him with.
2: My goodness, did you call up at this time of night just to ask me that? Uh huh. My goodness. Well, I don't know if we have a mousetrap or not, but I'll
3: look around and see. Gee, I'd appreciate it if you would, Veronica.
2: All right. Bye. Bye.
3: I think she was just a little annoyed, Mom. You see, I told you not to call
9: her. Oh, it's okay, Mom. She'll get over it. I... Oh, Mary, I give up.
8: Fred, did you find the cat?
9: I certainly did not, and I'm not looking for it anymore. I went all up and down the block and looked in every driveway and every backyard, and there wasn't a sign of that cat. Oh,
8: dear. Betty, what do we do? Betty'll be heartbroken. Well, Mary,
9: what can we do? I can't go searching the whole city for a cat. Betty's so upset, I'll buy her a new one, that's all, huh? Mrs.
10: Andrews, I found him! Oh, I found him! She was look, it's
2: Betty's cat. Oh, Betty, that's wonderful. Where was he? On our front porch. When he jumped out the window, he ran right home. Didn't you, pussy, was oh, he?
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
9: fine. Well, Betty... Evidently that cat doesn't like to go visiting at this time of the night, so we might just as well forget the whole scheme. And thanks for bringing him over here.
2: Well, all right, Mr. Andrews, I'm sorry it didn't work.
10: Well, I found the
9: cat.
2: Yes.
10: Wow. You found what? Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Golly. Oh, about three blocks away under a car, and did I have a tough time getting him out? Jug, And all the I... way back here, you kept trying to jump out of my arm. Jug, I... I wouldn't let him go. No, sir. Bring him back alive. Jughead, they call me.
9: Jughead, there are a few other things I could call you. Huh? That is not the cat. What isn't a cat?
10: Don't you think I know a cat when I see one? A cat has four legs and a tail and... Jughead!
9: (laughs) That is a cat, but not the cat. Jughead, do you see what Betty is holding?
10: Sure. A cat. And she better... A cat! (gasps) She was... Betty. You mean the cat I have isn't your... But looks just like it?
9: Yes, Jughead. It does. It certainly does. But that's not Betty's cat. And if you know what's good for you, you'll get rid of that strange animal as fast as you can. Before Mary, I... don't
8: lose your temper.
9: Mary, I'm not losing my temper. I have just had all the wildlife I can stand at the moment. And I... Now, who the dickens would that
3: be? Oh, that must be Veronica.
9: Veronica? Well, what's she
8: doing here? Well,
3: don't get excited. Well, I...
2: Oh, hello, Archie. Hiya, Veronica. I... Veronica, what's that? Well, that's Prince. I was afraid to come way over here all alone at this time of night, so I brought Prince along for the ride.
10: So moved. Oh, dear. Oh goodness, Jughead, what's that you have there? Somebody's cat.
9: Veronica, get that dog out of here before there's trouble. Oh, my oh,
10: goodness. goodness, Prince hates cat. I don't think this cat likes the Prince He's so Tommy's much. He's French. Jug, hold that cat. Veronica, take that
7: dog out of here. No, I don't have him, please. The cat got away. Tommy got away, too. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> Prince. Prince, come back here! Oh, Fred,
10: do something! <laughs> Prince is chasing both oh, cats!
7: Oh, Prince, come back here! Come back here! Oh, so are you catching up a tree? Oh, oh, oh
10: dear! Stop there! Morana, guy?
7: not going to suffer! Lady, you're disturbing everybody! Morana, I won't stop! Prince,
3: be
9: quiet! Be quiet! Making... <laughs> Who threw that shoe?
10: I think it came from over there,
9: Archie! Get Our... I... that tree! Now, just a minute here, oh. just one minute! And you,
7: too. That's better.
9: Now, listen to me, all of you. Now, Veronica, please take that hound of yours home before we're all arrested for disturbing the peace, causing a riot, and obstructing traffic. Oh,
2: yes,
10: Mister Andrews. Night, everyone. Come on. Good night,
8: good, night, good
10: night,
9: Veronica. Oh, good night. Now, Betty, would you please get that 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 miniature tiger of yours down out of that tree? All right, Mister Andrews. Come on, Tommy. Come on down.
2: Bad dog went away. Uh,
9: That's a good kitty. All right, Betty. Now you've got your cat, so thanks again. But just go home and go to sleep.
2: (laughs) Yes, Mr. Andrews. Good night, everyone. Good night, Betty. Thanks very much.
3: Well, what about that other cat up in the tree, Dad?
10: Hey, Miss
2: Means.
9: Hey, Miss are you with that dog gone, the cat'll come down out of that tree by itself and go back to wherever he belongs. Hey, Miss That settles I... that. Now I want to hear no more about mouse traps or cats or dogs. Now is that clear? But Mr. As for that mouse, I don't want to hear another word about it. If he's still in this house, I hope he has a good time.
10: Oh, but Mr. Rangers, well, he... what
9: is it, Jughead?
10: I caught the mouse.
9: Yes, I know, and I hope you <laughs> You caught what?
10: I caught the mouse. Huh. Right after you people ran out here, I saw him and I caught him with my bare hands. Hey, you want to see him? Jughead, no!
7: but he's the
10: cutest little mouse you ever saw. Yes,
9: Jughead, I'm sure he's just delightful. If you like him that much, take him home and put him in a cage and raise him to be a very happy old white haired mouse.
10: Gee, thanks. I Good. will.
9: Good. And you can go home right now.
10: Okay. Night, everyone, and thanks for the
9: mouse. Jughead, you're welcome. Can
10: Good night, night
9: Judge. Thanks for helping. Oh, a jughead. And now, Mary, that closes the incident of the mouse. So if you don't mind, I'd like to go inside and go to sleep once and for
8: all. Oh, me too, Dad. I'm dead tired. Oh, I am too, dear. This has been quite a night. It certainly has, and
9: I'm going straight up to bed and make believe this whole thing never happened.
8: Yes, dear, I know how you feel.
9: Archie, close that door.
8: Yes, Dad.
9: All right, now let's go upstairs. Oh, dear. What now?
8: The light's still on in the kitchen.
9: Well, go turn it off while I lock the door.
8: Yes?
9: <sighs> oh. Now, young man, we'll go upstairs and get some sleep at long last. Oh, yes, Dad. <coughs>
3: oh, Mary, what is <coughs> it? Another mouse. Another, another mouse. Yes.
7: Mary mouse. Mouse. to me. I'm right, not <coughs>
6: An hour later, Mr. Andrews has convinced Mrs. Andrews that the matter of the second mouse should be left until morning. The family has finally gotten to sleep.
9: (laughs) Gosh, is that the phone?
7: Oh, who on earth can be calling at this hour?
10: Archie, where's the telephone? Archie, will you answer, please? I am, Rob. I am. Hello.
7: Hello, Archie. This is Jughead. Jug, what the dickens do you want? Well, Archie, you know that mouse I took
10: home? Huh? Yes.
5: We're listening to another chapter of The Adventures
11: of Archie Andrews,
5: written by Carl Jampel
11: and based on a copyrighted feature appearing
5: in Archie Comics magazine.
6: Archie is played by Bob Hastings, Jughead by Harlan Stone, Mom and Dad Andrews are played by Alice Yurman and Arthur Cole, Veronica and Betty by Gloria Mann and Rosemary Rice. Also in today's cast was animal imitator Donald Bain. This program is produced and directed by Kenneth McGregor. Listen next Saturday at this same time for more of the merry adventures
7: of Archie Andrews. And wish you a very pleasant weekend.
4: Three chimes mean good times on NBC.
1: And that's the Adventures of Archie Andrews. Broadcast date from November 11, 1950. A Mouse in the House, starring Bob Hastings. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's Adventures by Morse. Don't go away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. Across about 200 radio stations coast to coast. Check out our website at Hollywood360radio.com. That's Hollywood360radio.com. And if you want to digitally download classic radio shows, we have thousands of them at our website, which is ClassicRadioStore.com. ClassicRadioStore.com. .com. Just check it out. All right, well, for the last few weeks, we've been listening to this 10-part Adventures by Morse. It's called The Cobra King Strikes Back. This is part four of this 10-part series from May 12, 1946. Here's part four of The Cobra King Strikes Back on Adventures by Morse.
4: Adventures by Morse. E. Morse presents... The Cobra King Strikes Back Featuring Captain Friday If you like
5: high adventure, come with me If you like the stealth of intrigue, come with me If you like blood and thunder
4: Come with me Angkor Thom, the shell of an ancient city Carved out of the jungles north of Saigon, French Indochina Is nothing more than a monument to a dead nation Every member of the scientific expedition felt it the moment they arrived. But how did this party get to Angkor Thom, and why? Let Captain Bart Friday and Professor LeBrun tell you. Captain Friday?
5: Well, when Dr. Howard Carter, leader of this expedition, disappeared from Saigon... he left word appointing Professor LeBrun and myself co-leaders of the party. He instructed us to meet him at Angkor Thom. Upon arriving, we not only discovered Dr. Carter wasn't here but the place is cloaked by some subtle, terrifying influence, some Eastern mysticism. The natives say it's the curse which was used centuries ago to ruin the great Khmer nation and cause its cities to be lost in the sullen jungles of Cambodia. They believe the curse still hangs over the land and will remain until the precious seven-headed emerald cobra returns. But Professor LeBrun can tell you better about this religious symbol.
6: Oui. The Tapom Cobra is a great seven-headed cobra statue...
5: ...carved from purest
6: emerald and is coiled upon a base of solid gold. There is a rumor it is about to reappear in Cambodia. If it did, there would be a religious uprising among the natives of Cochin, China. Everyone with Khmer blood will flock back into the jungle... ...rebuild
5: the ancient cities and reestablish the ancient Khmer kingdom. Yes, that's just what the French government's afraid of. That's why they're sending me along with a Carter expedition... If the giant religious symbol does reappear, it's my job to make it disappear before the rank and file of natives hear about it.
6: Yes, and while Dr. Carter has made you a part of our party, he is very much opposed to this move. Dr. Carter does not uh, want violence. All he wishes to do on the expedition is glimpse the famous Emerald Cobra
5: and discover another of the lost jungle-covered Khmer cities. Well, I've got a second reason for joining the expedition. Skip Turner and I were supposed to deliver a prisoner, Fen Lo, from Hawaii to Saigon. He slipped through our fingers. I believe he's somewhere up here in these northern jungles. I expect to get him back.
4: And so the party came to Angkor. On the evening of the first day there, Captain Friday and Skip Turner with Professor LeBrun were walking through a banyan grove when suddenly they were set upon by natives. They were bound hand and foot and thrown in a howdah on the second elephant in a caravan of elephants, camels, wild
1: ponies, and mules. That's the first portion of Adventures by Morris. More after these words. to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now let's get back to Adventures by Morse.
6: Oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) What's the matter, Skiff? Don't you like riding elephants? Oh, I'm sick as a dog. Seasick on an elephant. Hmm, Riding an elephant seems to be something like Riding a fishing smack in a storm, eh? <laughs> Lots of disturbing motion. Mm, you're telling me. Oh, carriage Skip. No, look at the elephant's driver sitting out there on the beast's head with that sort of an ice pick. He's quite relaxed. I'm gonna die. Oh, no no one ever died from nausea, old boy. Watch the driver. It's most interesting. See how he sits there half asleep. sleep. Tapping the elephant first on one side of the head, then on the other, to keep him in uh, the proper direction. Um, It's quite a
5: picture in the moonlight. Darker than sin in this howdah, though. Dark and the smelly. LeBrun, what's the meaning of this, anyway? Kidnapped, Captain Friday. Kidnapped. Who are these people? Why are we captives? Where are they taking us? My world, Captain. I demand to know. But, Captain, I'm in the same pickle as you... Why become ferocious with me? Because you promised protection for your entire party and for your secretary. and myself are the only ones in danger, according to your own words. Now, here you are, trussed up in a howdah on top of an elephant along with us. <laughs> Fine protection you have, I must say. Oh, now, Captain, you mustn't fret about me. I'm not. I'm wondering about my secretary back at Angkor.
6: Oh, no. This may be just a passing band of Indians and uh, has nothing to do with the Camille
5: Trouble. Uh, Just a band of gypsies, I suppose. Mm, That may be. You can't tell. band of gypsies with elephants and camels and enough other animals to make up a good-sized zoo.
11: Oh, my stomach. Anything I can do for you, Skip? No, just let me die. Peace. Hey, who's this guy next to me? So dark. What's that? Is there a fourth person in the hog Oh, if that rolling motion would only stop for just a minute. Feel
6: around, Captain. Uh, See if there really is another person in here. It's so blamed, dark.
5: Feel around. (laughs) On the Sam Hill, am I going to do that with my feet tied together and both hands tied behind me? Mm. Mm. Wait a minute, wait a minute.
6: Yes, there is a fourth person, all right. Strange he hasn't spoken to us. Mm, Maybe a native guard. No? His feet are tied.
5: Here. Who are you? Uh, Must be knocked out. You don't suppose it's Dr. Carter, do you?
6: Just a minute. No, no. His face is smooth. He's unconscious, all right.
5: Was that you, groaning skip?
6: No, I was the other guy. He'll be around now, any moment. Uh, how much longer do they
11: think they'll keep us in here?
6: Oh, probably travel the rest of the night, and then we'll rest during the day. What's the idea of that? Oh, it's a protection from the deadly heat of the daytime. <sighs>
12: Where am I?
6: Oh, it's Ferry Mills. Hello, youngster. How are you feeling?
12: You know,
5: what makes it so dark? Where am I? We're in a howdah aboard a mighty big elephant.
12: Oh. Is that what that rolling motion is? That's the explanation. And where are you, Captain Friday? I can't see anything. I'm not far off. I'm
5: tied up as tightly as you are. Just you and I? No, lad. I'm here, and so is Skipper
12: Donner. Uh, is that you, Professor LeBron? Yes, Ferry. Uh, what about Celia and Patricia? What's become of them? Well, don't you know? No, oh, I was with them at the hotel when a native came and said Professor LeBrun wanted me to come down to the Banyan Grove. Oh, so. Very neat track. I got down there, a half a dozen natives jumped out of the brush. I tried to fight and got knocked on the head. Uh, we had the same experience. Oh, man, I've got a headache big enough for this elephant. Hey, who is
5: this gang and why are they taking us? Well, wherever it is, it's through some of the wildest country I ever laid my eyes on. Can you see anything outside? can see out the front of the howdah. Whenever we leave the dense forest and cross an open space, I, I can catch glimpses of the vegetation in the moonlight. I never saw anything like it.
6: We are beyond the pale of civilization, huh? We are probably in territory unknown to white men.
11: Hello? Our, Our elephant stopped. Oh, you mean the agony is over?
5: Just a moment till I peek out. <sighs> well, I'll be. What is it? What sort of a world is this, LeBron? The last time I looked out there, there was nothing but jungle. Now look.
6: Seems to be a walled city.
5: Look at that tower. Like a great cathedral.
11: let me get a look, will you? I need some fresh air anyway. Well, I'll be a cockeyed son of a gun. Hey, that'd make the Empire State Building look like a hole in the ground. It's magic. How can such
12: a thing as that be out here in this jungle? Which may be another lost city of the old Khmer
6: Empire. We must be at the end of our night's journey.
7: Hey,
11: look, the gate's opening. We're going inside. The
6: clanging of those gates sounded too much like prison gates to be pleasant.
13: getting over my sick to the stomach feeling at least I can stand up how do you feel Patricia
14: terrible
13: don't you really feel any
14: better yes a little I guess huh who'd ever thought riding a camel would be like that well I'd rather be on a ship in a storm any time and they smelled twice as bad as they ride it was pretty terrible I went dizzy and fell flat on my face when they set me down on the ground. Yeah, I would have too, only that dirty grinning little slant-eyed man caught me and carried me in here. Ugh. In India they had the untouchables. Here they seem to have the unwashables. Were you scared? No, no, I was too sick.
13: I wasn't too sick to be in a panic. I thought of all sorts of ghastly things while
14: those men were leading me in here. Well, I didn't care what happened to me. But who are they? What do you suppose they want with us? Oh, everything's gone wrong since Dr. Carter disappeared in Saigon. Yes, I'm missing Dad pretty thoroughly just now. I've read about the strange tribes stealing white girls and selling them in the slave markets. Hey, Celia, you, you don't suppose that's what's happening, do you? I, I don't know. They they lured Perry Mills away from us at the hotel in Angkor just so they could kidnap us. It was stupid of us to leave the hotel. Well, it wasn't our fault. When well, the native came in and said Captain Friday had been hurt, we had to do something. They'll never get away with it. I'll bet anything, Captain Friday and skip around our trail right now. Gee, I, I never expected to be kidnapped poor damn camel. And I never expected to be seasick in a jungle. Yeah, I've been I've been looking around this room. Have you noticed? Ah, oh, I haven't noticed anything. I've been feeling so sorry for my insides. Look at all the inscriptions on the wall. This is one of the ancient Khmer ruins. Well, it's the barest room I ever saw. Big stone chamber with nothing in it but but rice straw for a bed. Well, evidently, it's never been used for a prison before. The straw's nice
13: and fresh. Didn't you have a peculiar feeling when that great gate in the wall opened... And all our caravan of animals began to march through.
14: No, no, Celia. I tell you, I was just plain sick.
13: Well, so was I, but I I still had reactions. It was just as though great eyes were watching every move we made.
14: I have that same feeling now. But that's silly, Celia. We're in a room with rock walls two or three feet thick and not a window in the place. Well, I, I don't mean human eyes. Celia, what are you talking about? Are you
13: ill? No, I'm perfectly all right. The eyes I'm talking about are are not looking at me. They're looking inside me and through me. They're like great searchlights. Seedy of hysteria. No, I'm not. But ever since we left Saigon, I've had a growing sense of impending disaster. My whole body fairly sings. My nerves are so taut.
14: Shh. They're untaming the door. What is it? Someone put something inside the door and closed it again. It isn't another cobra, is it? They wouldn't dare do that. They wouldn't dare.
4: A strange elephant, camel, and wild pony caravan was waiting in the Cambodian night in a banyan grove on the edge of Angkor Thom. First, Captain Friday, Skip Turner, and Professor LeBrun were trapped and thrown aboard an elephant. And then Perry Mills was tossed in the howdah after them. And finally, Celia Carter and Patricia Young were added to the victims. They were placed on a camel. All through the night, the queer caravan crashed through the Cambodian jungles. And then suddenly, they came to the ruins of an ancient Khmer city. A gate opened in the wall. The caravan went in, and now here we are with Patricia and Celia in a great bare stone room. Empty except for rice straw to sleep on. And then the door was unchained and opened.
14: It isn't another cobra, is it? No, it it looks like an earthen bowl. I wish we had better light. These pitch torches stuck in the wall don't help very much. Patricia, where are you going? I want to see what it is. Oh, don't go. You can't tell. What is it? Looks like stew. Anyway, something to eat. Oh, food Well, they certainly don't intend us to starve Here, look at it Oh, I couldn't eat a bite Well, I can, I'm hungry What a horrible-looking mess Why, almost anything might be in there (laughs) Probably is, too Just the same, I'm hungry enough to eat almost anything Are you really going to try that? Of course Mmm, it's nice and hot But how? You haven't any spoon or fork (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll use my fingers (laughs) Stick your fingers in the food? Well, I prefer that to putting my face in it you have your choice. Right in the soup? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I feel as though the head waiter was watching me out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> we'll probably be eating with our fingers like experts before we get out of Cambodia. Oh, oh I burned myself. My dear child, you needn't have to put your whole hand in. Here, wipe it off on the straw. <laughs> well, the piece I wanted was slippery.
13: I had to go clear to the bottom for it. <laughs> Did you get it? Well, Certainly. <laughs> What do I do now? Hold it up and nibble off the bottom of it.
14: (laughs) For goodness' sakes, don't put the whole thing in your mouth at once. You'll strangle. (laughs) (laughs) I feel better already. (laughs) Uh, It's probably the food. The boss always said nine tenths of a person's courage is in his stomach. (laughs) (laughs)
13: There's a lot in that, I guess. Well, this is wonderful food. I. (sighs) Listen.
14: I wish that would stop. Every time I hear that chant, I have the most terrible sinking sensation. Oh, just some wandering musicians, I guess. I'm going to lie down here on the straw until you finish your meat. Then we'll drink the soup out of the bowl. Oh, it's awfully thick crockery. We'll never be able to get our mouths over the edge. (laughs) Let's try straws, then. Maybe they'll, um... Patricia, what's the matter? What are you looking for? Didn't you hear someone speak? What? Why,
13: no, what do you mean?
14: I heard a man's voice. I know I did. Someone outside? No, in this room. Oh, you must have been... Shh, listen.
0: Foolish children.
13: Now I hear it. He's in here. But I I, I can't see him. Shh.
0: Children of ignorance, poor misbegotten souls, why do you dash yourselves against the wall of mystery that separates the East and the West?
13: Who is it? Where are you?
0: Children of the lesser world, listen to what I have to say. Go forth and tell your menfolk that their quest is futile. Go forth and persuade them that unless they express willingness to turn back, some of them will die.
14: But we didn't come here ourselves. We we don't want to be here. We were kidnapped.
0: The forces that brought you have the power to return you. Go forth and tell your menfolk to return. Tell them to go forth from Cambodia. Tell them to leave forever the shadow of the beloved Angkor Tom. Unless they do this thing, they will die and their womenfolk will be sold into slavery.
14: Their womenfolk? He must be talking about us. What does he mean, go forth? We're locked in here, aren't we? If only we could see him. We...
13: We can't get out, we're locked in. We don't know where we are, and we don't know where the rest of the party is.
0: Listen to me carefully, O sisters of outer darkness. Rouse thyself from thy bed, and proceed as I shall direct you. First take from the wall one of the torches.
6: How's the head now, Perry, my lad? Better? Much better, thanks, Professor. That food put new life into me. Well, lie there on the store and rest. You'll be all right. Your head isn't badly injured. Oh? What's the matter with Captain Friday? Uh,
5: what a mess. Looks as though I should stick to my own line, hunting city criminals. Mm, no, now, Captain, don't bode. I can be sure Patricia is safe.
12: Oh, I should have stayed with them back at the hotel, walking into a trap
5: Oh, like... no, you needn't blame yourself, Mills. A queer place we've been stuck into.
6: Ever see such a barn of a room? Mm, part of an old Camille temple. Big thing, all right. Hey, where's Skip? That's right so a Dem I can hardly see. He said he was going to
5: investigate. <laughs> Smart lad, Skip. eh, hey, Captain. Always nosing around. Mm, not at this sort of business, I'm afraid. We're both a little out of our element. Aren't we all? What we need is Dr. Carter, the head of our expedition, in a case like this. And do you suppose we're at the end of the caravan's journey? Is this just a resting place? Oh,
4: I should
6: think the latter. Sort of a watering station, supply depot, you might say.
5: Can't be very far from Angkor on one night's march. If we could make an escape.
6: Was that you, Skip? Hey, you bet. Hey, Cap, I got information. Real dope. <laughs> oh, tip,
11: Yeah, Patricia and Celia are here, too. What? What did you say, Skip? It's the truth. I just got to lowdown. It's a straight goods. Did you see them? No, but the guard told me. What guard? Why a dark-complected bozo outside our door? Does he speak English? No, I talk pig Latin at him. (laughs) Sure he talks American. Why, ain't he a regular old-time Louisiana cotton man? Leave it to Skip Turner. Why, sure. Signed on a boat at New Orleans and then jumped ship when he got to Singapore. And now
12: he's in the kidnapping
11: business. Nothing other kind. He's working for a gang in India, running narcotics into Siam and down through the Malay Peninsula.
6: Well, it sounds to me as though you got his life
11: history. I'm sure, and it cost me 20 bucks, too. <laughs> oh, uh, Captain, my expense Never account... Never mind that. What else did you find out? Well, according to him, this caravan's on a return trip from bringing in a big supply of dope, see? Now, on a return trip, they usually travel light, unless they just happen to pick up some parrots or monkeys for some zoo, or else maybe a load of rice. Well, this time, somebody hired him to grab us off at Angkor and bring us here. Then
12: then we're not in the hands of our actual enemies.
11: We are not. This is as far as we go with the caravan. It goes on north and then west on its regular route. Now, they've turned us over to our real captors here at the temple, or whatever it is. But what about the girls? Are they safe? Yeah, he said they were shut up in some other part of this place. Hey, do you know what this joint is?
6: Mm. (laughs) Maybe you can tell us.
11: Well, I sure can, teacher. Get a load of this. This is the temple of the gorillas. What do you think of that? (laughs) Heh. It leaves me perfectly cold. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't me. I don't care a hoop about being locked up in the same building with a bunch of hairy apes. I'd uh, buy a damn sight.
6: Oh, come now, Skip. Uh, this may have been what you say at some time in its history. Perhaps back in the ancient days of the Khmer regime, they did actually worship the gorilla here. Though I doubt it. The gorilla is an African ape, and we are a long, long way from Africa.
11: I don't care nothing about them ancient Khmeres. I'm talking about here and now. That guard told me that his gang brings in a big he gorilla for the priests here at this temple twice a year. Why, he says they must have a whole flock of them pinned up here someplace.
6: (laughs) I think your talkative friend, the guard, has been ribbing you. He's probably
11: anxious to give you your money's worth. Well, anyway, somebody paid his boss a good big price to kidnap our party and drag us in here. You believe that, don't you?
6: Mm, Yes, that's possible. But transporting gorillas here, hmm, that's a little hard to
11: believe. Well, he said they were shipped by a boat from the east coast of Africa to Rangoon, and they was picked up there by the caravan. Did he say who owned the caravan? Yeah. Yeah, some Indian prince. I can't remember his name. But
6: uh, getting back to this uh, gorilla business, after all, this is a snake-worshipping country. It isn't natural that a religion would spring up about uh, an imported animal. Well,
1: you
11: ain't calling me a liar. I'm only repeating what I was told. Mm, I think I
6: look around our dungeon.
11: That's a good idea, LeBron.
5: Uh, Don't wander off too far. So we're in the hands of the real enemy now. Suppose that means we've been turned over to the native priests who are so intent on stirring
12: up a revolt with their seven-headed emerald cobra. I'd give a good deal to know what's become of our guide, Taquan. He seemed a pretty decent fellow.
11: Hey, I've been around long enough to know you can't trust an
12: Oriental. That's a broad statement, Skip. The code of honor among the Orientals is decidedly strict. Well, in my dealings with them. Which has been with the criminal elements, Yeah, that's a fact. And you're trying to measure the whole Oriental world by the handful of criminal Orientals you ran against in San Francisco. You're
5: right, Perry. Yet I don't trust this Taquan fellow of yours. I bet the San Francisco Mint that Taquan isn't very far from us right at this minute.
12: You mean you think Taquan has something to do with our being
5: kidnapped? Exactly. Undoubtedly, this is the work of your precious Taquan. And probably my ex-prisoner, Fen Lo. Hey,
11: I think you hit it right on the button, Captain.
5: But why in the world would they do that? Well, we're probably interfering with their plans... It's easier for them to hold us captives in this out-of-the-way prison until their activities are well underway than it would be for them to keep an
11: eye on us if it were free. Well, I hope your French government that put us on this job will hurry up and get us out of this.
5: Why should they try to rescue us? They don't know we've been kidnapped. We were supposed to go to Angkor, just as we did, and drop from sight into the jungles. For all the French government knows,
11: we're carrying out our original plan. Oh, that's great. Nobody knows and nobody cares what's happened to
12: us. What I'd like to know is what's become of Dr. Carter... He seems to have vanished off the face of the earth. Probably holed up in some ancient ruins, the same as we are. But, Captain Friday, what about the note? Remember, he left Saigon of his own free will. Maybe he did, and maybe he didn't. You think the note was faked? Could have been. Well, then you really think Dr. Carter is a prisoner, too? I
5: do. Skip, uh, you'll go over these quarters carefully.
11: Yes, sir. Top to bottom, inside and out. Any possibility of escape? Not a chance.
5: If you could bribe the guard to talk... Couldn't we bribe him to let us tie him up and escape?
11: Well, I suggested it to him. Well? He shut up like a clam. I even waved a couple of hundred bucks in front of his eyes. He turned his back and walked away, and I couldn't get another word out of him. Uh, oh, what'd you find, Professor? Oh, wonderful luck he takes these
6: uh, ancient cameos. No modern builder would ever think of burying bronze bars in stone to make a door. It's a lost art. Oh, beautiful work.
11: Yeah, that's the first time i ever been on the wrong side of prison bars.
6: <laughs> well, live and learn. Why? Where's Perry? He was lying there on the rice a minute ago. Well, I'll be a son of a gun. He light's bed, and perhaps he's moving about.
11: Perry? That's queer. A man can't
6: disappear right before your eyes. Let's take a look around the room.
11: You go that way, I'll go to the left. The light is so vague with these reed torches. If he'd gotten up, one of us would have seen him. Hey, this thing gives me the willies.
5: Let's keep the conversation going. One person can vanish, so can another. righto You two follow along the walls.
6: I'll go through the center of the room.
5: Mm, good. We'll all head toward the
11: door. Well, if I start vanishing, you're all going to
5: hear about it. The torches in the wall give off more smoke than
6: light. When we get to the door, if we don't find anything, we'd better speak to the god. He
5: probably already knows what's happened. Oh, talk about your Oriental magic.
11: Here we are. Well, I drew a blank. Yeah, same here. Not a sign. The god is gone. Isn't a soul outside the bars. Well, what do you know about that? Try the door. Hey, look. Look here. The door's open. Open?
5: Something queer here. Shall I take a snoop around outside? Go ahead. Quietly now. Maybe you talked the guard into giving us our freedom after all. <laughs>
11: Not that word.
5: Perhaps Perry discovered the door was open and went outside. No, that's impossible. Couldn't have stood up and walked out without our seeing him. Did you ever see such a deserted place?
11: It's like a grave. Hey, listen. Doesn't
7: seem see to be so. Come back, come
11: back! That's Patricia. Come on. Ah!
4: What terror of the ancient temple has descended upon Patricia and Celia? Was there something after all to the story of the Negro Guard? Remember, it is the Temple of the Gorillas. Listen next week to episode 5 of The Cobra King Strikes Back, entitled
1: The Living Image of Cambodia.
4: Watch for Adventures by Morse.
1: And that's Adventures by Morse, part 4 of the Cobra King Strikes Back from 1946. Next week, we'll have more of this, so don't miss it. Stick around. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Well, next week, it's The Adventures of Ellery Queen, The Jack Benny Program, Escape, The Cavalcade of America... The Great Gildersleeve, and Part 5 of Adventures by Morris. From my team here at Hollywood 360, thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.